And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the, the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, at some point after the pride is laid down, the people of God start to get it. Instead of trying to box in how God brings the gospel to mankind, there has to be a surrender and a ride-along that takes place. I personally, moi, David Spoon, have been on a police ride-along in Scottsdale, Arizona with Officer Gary Nelson. We drove down the wrong side of the road at high speeds on Scottsdale Road to check out a burglary. Guess what the person riding along gets to do? Not much, but smile and hold on. That's all you get to do. Next, the church always claims to be in the desire of the early church, but not so much. The early church was spreading out because of the persecution and death of Stephen. The believers were scattering for their lives. In our present-day church, we complain if we're asked to invite somebody to church or pass out tracts. They were in fear for their lives. We are in fear for embarrassment. It's not the same, is it? And then finally, the scattered believers preached the gospel of, that, of God and that God was with them. People were being impacted towards the kingdom of God. Barnabas was sent to help. Barnabas did the single smartest thing a leader can do when he saw that God was churning out salvations through all these different believers. You know what he did? Nothing. Because he could see that God was in control and getting it done. He didn't quench the move of the Spirit in the hearts of the people. Sometimes the best leadership does nothing and just enables the good to happen. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Like that one. Politics, entertainment, and current events. What's funnier than politics right now? Nothing. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. Oy vey. Oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, something fantastic takes place because you will be talking to Dynamite 
Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. All right, now watch this one. This is a really good one, so you got to follow this along, okay? Talking to Dynamite D is like having a winning ticket, but giving it to somebody else Jesus style. Jesus style. Praise God. There you go. Give it to somebody else Jesus style. Jesus style. Okay, thank you. Uh, okay, here's the bottom line. People are like going, okay. That's an interesting little song. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, if you have something you want to share, if you got a question, a comment, a thought, if you got an opinion, that's cool. We want you to share it, okay? Here's the deal. The deal is we support all a ton of shows, just so you can know, doing different things because we think different things at different times are really important. And our show, one of the big goals is to just encourage one another as we see the day of the Lord getting closer and closer. Our passion is to help each other, myself included, get one step closer to the Lord every time we encounter. It's just like that's what we'd love to happen so that we're just getting closer, drawing closer, drawing our strength from him and recognizing that no matter what comes our direction, no matter what news comes against us, no matter what takes place as we are being delivered from this very, uh, very uh, bizarre world, this parallel world next to us from the spiritual and the secular, that we are asking the grace of God to sustain us and help us draw in. That's what we're looking to do. That's what we're looking for you to participate in. If you've got a praise report, fantastic. Share it. You don't have to talk perfectly. We just want to hear what the Lord is doing. I don't think any of the people in in the early days knew how to share a testimony. They just said, this is what God did. That's all. And then if you've got a prayer request, let's join our faith together. That's what we do. You come together. You join your faith. You make the petition. Let's join our faith together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, I had that uh, coffee the other day with one of our listeners. And it was a really important point uh, that uh, came up. I brought it up kind of briefly, but it's just such an important point. We have the unity in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have it. You have the same Father, your blood relatives. We drink of one Holy Spirit. Let's use it. I mean, that's what we got it. Let's use it. Let's keep let's, it's We're told to keep it, which means we already have it, right? That's the big thing. So if you want to reach out to us, we encourage you to do so. Here's your trivia question. What woman in the Bible faked a rape because she was mad? Who was that? I know it probably sounds like people on The View, but I'm just saying it's probably somebody else. So I'm just saying, who was that in the Bible? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Who faked a rape? Wow. In the Bible, they faked a rape because she was mad. Wow, that's mean, isn't it? Sure is. Don't forget, by the way, to continue to pray for the audience. We want you to be doing that. If you're trying to figure out what should I pray for them today or this week, whatever, peace of mind is a really good thing right now. So there's so much disruption and stuff going on, just like a calming of the wind and the waves. Yeah. Just like, calm it down. Everybody bring bring, bring it down, bring it down. And then uh, don't forget to pray for us in ministry wisdom because I don't have none. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that a good thing? It's <laughs> a good way to say, I've got none. How about that? <laughs> I need wisdom. All right. Uh, that's the trivia question. That's that. And now we're going to go into 
the text. We are, by the way, if you don't know, in the book of Acts, loving this book. I'm loving, really loving 2 Corinthians a ton. And the book of Acts, just loving, loving, loving. Here we go. Picking it up from last week. And remember, last week, the Holy Spirit fell as, as Peter was talking. It's like God was like not going, well, I'm going to wait for Peter to finish his sermon. God was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so he just poured out his Holy Spirit. And then this is what Peter said. This is Acts chapter 11. And it's uh, verse 16. He says, Then I thought of the Lord's word when he said, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to argue? I just want you to stop there. Who was I to argue? When the others heard this, all their objections were answered, and they began praising God. And they said, God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of turning from sin to receive eternal life. So I'm going to just share this story with you very carefully. You don't have to get any kind of glorification or anything. But um, I have uh, been in a chaplain position before, and I have done uh, multiple ride-alongs and was even involved in like a suicide wash. Not a big deal. I mean, there's people that do this for a living. I just did it so I can know what it was like. There's people that do this for ministry, and they are 10 times more brave than, than, than I. But I was with Gary Nelson. He was He's a police officer in Scottsdale Police Department. Now he's a detective, I'm sure, or retired. Anyway, we were in Scottsdale, and there was a burglary call, and I'm doing the ride-along, and Gary's in the car, and I'm in the car, and we're just talking because he's Christian, I'm Christian. We're just having a great conversation. And he start, gets that burglar call, and he jets down Scottsdale Road on Saturday night going the wrong direction. So for those of you that know Scottsdale Road at all, that's uh, uh, that's pretty brave. And so we're going down there, and I am telling you, I'm I'm communicating to you that when you're doing a ride-along with a police officer and there's a call and you're in the car and he's riding down the other side of the, the street, a main street, and he's got the sirens blaring and it's really fast, I am telling you there is absolutely positively nothing that you can contribute. You just sit there and shut up. That's all you do. By the way, when we got there, it was like six cars. It was just like incredible, right? Well, sometimes in the kingdom of God, that principle applies. <laughs> I just want to say, sometimes the Lord does something that's like, okay, you know what? Go along for the ride. Buckle in. Put your, put your harness belt on. And just be quiet and go along. Because the Lord doesn't ask permission on how he does what he wants to do, even in your life. I know the Lord is a gentleman, and he is very kind to us on the majority of things. But every once in a while, he knocks somebody off their donkey, blinds them, and goes, we're going to do this differently. So that also is a part of the character of God. And so Peter is telling them, look, the Holy Spirit fell on them. I mean, who was I to argue? I wasn't even going to. I'm not getting in the middle of this. God said, boom. What was I wasn't going to say nothing. And why I bring that up is because it's not for me, David or you as the audience or any other teacher anywhere on the planet to tell God how to save. We know the we know that the way in is through Jesus, but how he gets them there, that's just not your it's not even your business. It's God who does the saving. It's not the presentation of the gospel, it's the power of the gospel. And it's like, okay. 
So instead of telling God, how, I mean, can you imagine me telling Gary, well, I think you should run into that car. <laughs> I think you should run into, get on the right side of the road, Gary. <laughs> That's a powerful point. Not not to mention he knows better than us. Of course. And it's like what we're trying to do is tell God how to do it. So eventually, in verse 18, when the others heard this, all of their objections were answered. It's like they just figured out, you know, maybe we should stop arguing this point. And then they began praising God. So you can move from this pride, rebellious, I don't like the way God is doing this attitude to, thank you, Lord. Right? And before you get to, I'm just saying this. I'm saying this because I'm, 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 I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother in the Lord. I'm just saying this. The children of Israel, when they were delivered out of Egypt, God did not take them on the shortest route. He took them on the route he wanted them to go on. Now, if it was you and I, we'd be like, shortcut, shortcut, shortcut. We can save a lot of time here. Let's go this way. God was like, nope. You don't tell God how that route is going to go. You go along for the ride. That's and, a lot there, Dave. <laughs> so people are like, oh, no. Yeah, that's how it goes. Sorry. That's uh, okay. The woman in the Bible that faked a rape because she was mad. Potiphar's wife. Ah, she, I don't know why I was thinking Delilah. No, she and she accused uh, Joseph of raping her because she was mad because he wouldn't sleep with her. I think you could, but then he ended up in jail. But that's not fair. You know, welcome to the kingdom. God still used him. <laughs> God used him mightily, saved a nation through the way he did that. Oh, that's big. That's big. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, and function in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, sing and make music in, their, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned, because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian? For everything. And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. Uh, and again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket 
the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, are you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. Boy, there's so many hints I can give on this. I just, I'm, I'm not going to give any. Let's just see what happens. What does the Bible say cannot be bought for any price? Now, careful. Listen to all the words. See, this is just like you know, reading. What does the Bible say cannot be bought for any price? Okay. All right. Uh, the only hint I will give you is there was a television show, uh, back in the seventies, hum, hum, American style. That's me and you. Okay. There's your hint. <laughs> that, that is a classic. No, American style. What was the name of that show? That's what we're talking about there. By the way, your answer is found in the Song of Solomon. So I've given out two big hints. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. That's, here's the question. Okay, huh? This is, okay, it's in the Song of Solomon. What does the Bible say cannot be bought for any price? Now everybody's catching on. Mm-hmm. American style. That's me and you. Okay. I haven't caught on for yeah. that. But I think Song of Solomon is a decent hint. Yeah. I still that, don't know. Yeah, okay. Still, Song of Solomon's a pretty good hint, right? I mean, that's a good hint. And then this this uh show that I'm talking about 
way before your time. <laughs> just way, way. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> way before your time. Just way before your time. All right. Uh, uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483. I still have my jokes. Actually, these are pretty good. So one, it's, one is a joke, like a longer joke. And then there's a question with like four quick answers. So really it's two jokes. So you get the two sounds you think will fit this and then let me know. Okay? All right, here we go. The Bible college president had just dedicated an expensive sign for the campus entrance, which was immediately stolen by the senior class and hidden away. After searching for several days, the president found the sign and hid it elsewhere. Then, because he was sneaky, he informed the senior class that unless the sign was returned by that Saturday night, they would all lose all of their privileges. That Sunday, he appeared in chapel before the glum and unsuccessful seniors and read the morning's text. And it read, A wicked, adulterous generation seeketh for a sign, but there shall be none given unto them. No! <laughs> All right, and then this one, you guys have heard this one, but I liked it, so I just got into it for whatever reason. Here's the question. I'm going to ask a question and give four quick answers. Ready? 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 Question, who is the shortest person in the Bible? Okay, first answer, Bildad, the shoe height, Nehemiah, Peter, because he slept on his watch, or Jesus, because he spoke on a mustard seed. There you go. <laughs> Uh, we are some sick people. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. I was actually taken aback by that scripture. That's the funny thing. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, right? I was like, wow. That's a good one. All I right. almost forgot it was a joke. All right, so uh, here you go. We'll do, do it again. Then. So listen, here's the question. What does the Bible say cannot be bought for any price? Your answer is Song of Solomon chapter 8. Okay, that's your, your, your chapter 8. And then there was an old show. The Oh, I got another great hint. Ready? The boat, the boat. Okay, you guys got to get it from there. I can't give you anything else, even though still D shaking his head, going, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he said, "Song of Solomon eight, eight. Yeah, yeah, but I can't give you all of it." Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero, or text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or send an email David at he must increase dot org. Yes, Joanne and Cordelia. <laughs> the note. <laughs> That's just okay. Let's go to the text. Acts chapter two. Uh, I'm sorry. Acts chapter twelve, verse uh, nineteen. This how. Funny the show is. Meanwhile, the brothers who had fled from Jerusalem during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the good news, but only to the Jews. However, some of the believers, when they went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene, began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus, and the power of the Lord was upon them, and large numbers of these Gentile believers uh, believed and turned to the Lord. Okay. All right. 
So let's, I just want to stop there. We don't have to spend a ton of time. There's no idea. I'm not trying to convict anybody, make anybody feel guilty. Let's just understand what I'm trying to say, okay? There is a claim by many churches, many that uh, not only have I have attended, but that I've pastored, that we want to be like the early church, okay? The early church was persecuted. People were killing Christians because the church was under persecution. While that persecution took place, there was this spreading of the gospel. But people were risking their lives in order to proclaim Jesus Christ and stand in their faith. Their struggle was they were in fear of their lives— in the church today, there's a fear of embarrassment. And the embarrassment is us living for the approval of people. So it's not an issue of knocking on the doors. It's not an issue of putting tracks on cars. It's not an issue of any of that. It's not the, it's not the system behind it all. It's the fear that people will reject us because we believe in the gospel, and because of that fear, we don't want to take any action. Now, just I just ask, how is that like the early church? I mean, how, how is that like? I mean, can you imagine if they were all around now, and people would be like, "Well, we're going to go knock on doors," and they were going they were going to be like. Are people going to shoot you when you do? No. Okay, let's go. You know, I mean, they would like, I'm just saying it'd be so different. It's such a different spirit. Yet we want to be like there in the church. And who doesn't want to have the, some of that purity and some of that reality? But the purity and the reality of the early church, which spread like wildfire, which grew, which, which was just phenomenal, came about through tougher circumstances. And then what happens is you get into a society that's a little more like ours, which has got tons of benefits and is a fantastic country. I would never never want to be in any other country. But people won't do stuff for God because they're embarrassed. People were being burned at the stake, lit on fire. And we're afraid, we're afraid to talk about Jesus. You can't, you can't put those together. Like, you can't be honest and put, well, that's how society is today. Well, then society's lost and it's over. That's the answer. Because there should be this sense where, listen to what they went through. Meanwhile, the believers who had fled from Jerusalem during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. They preached the good news. These are people running for their lives. They're still preaching. That's why Paul mentions in regards to the armor, the gospel being on your feet because it should go wherever you go. That's why. You think, well, but how is it that easy? It's not easy. Nobody said proclaiming the kingdom was easy, but it does say that through Christ you can do this. It doesn't mean that you won't have uh, the enemy coming against you. It doesn't mean the world won't try to ridicule you. Remember part of our DNA, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words? Well, I know, but my neighbor will think I'm a nut. Okay, but if you don't, your neighbor's going to go to hell. So nut or opportunity not to go to hell. That's big. 
Just you just know the Lord's gonna go. People are gonna go. Well, I was embarrassed. You know his response is gonna be right. I wasn't. <laughs> like oh that hurts right. All right. All right. Let's answer the trivia question. What does the Bible say cannot be bought for any price? The answer is in Song of Solomon chapter eight verse seven. You want to look at verse seven? Do you know what the answer is yet? Yeah. It doesn't start with an L, does it? Do yes, it? it does. I guess that. Go on to tell me. Love. Love. See, now, people, for those that didn't, first of all, the love boat. I mean, that's a classic. And then, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, that's a show. That's uh, before your time. <laughs> and then there's another show before that that's called Love American Style. That's me and you. Nobody said this would be genius. We just said it'd be interesting. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is. And this is just too f- – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a, take a week off the show. <laughs> but, uh, it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Oh, boy. We got our trivia question going. Ready? Ready for this? That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. That last one. A lot of people were like, see, the love bug. Okay, here we go. All right. Here you go. Now I'm gonna have to give you a hint on this one. Okay, I'm telling you now ahead of time. All right, all right. In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants of the earth sell to Babylon? Oh, I, I can make them hard. You know, I'm gonna give you a hint, but just let's go with that first. In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants of the earth sell to Babylon? That's number one. If you think you know, I'm going to give you that opportunity first, then I'll give you the hint. 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he org. It is here that we send you up to the website. Please don't forget the ambassador program. Plus, don't forget that we give away a book. If you want a book, I got a book for you. I wrote a book. It's free. If you can't get it anywhere else, I'll send it to you free. I got five copies here in the in the studio. Just letting you know. Let me know by email. I'll be glad to send it to you. Plus, on the website, it's a place to give, which we think is uh, relatively important if we want to keep doing this. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> okay, that's Bugs Bunny getting literally stuck inside a little bottle. He falls all the way, and then he goes, loop, right in there. What do you think? While eating a cinnamon pretzel. Okay. Pretty interesting you should say that, my friend, because here's the hint. In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants of the earth sell to Babylon? Here's your hint. It makes the best toast. What is the spice? You don't have to say it now, but see? And Ginny is definitely the pow-pow on that one. Yeah, and and believe it or not, Dynamite D kind of gave it out. Wow, pretty good, but he didn't even try. How funny. That is funny. In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants of the earth sell to Babylon? Makes excellent toast. There you go. Everybody got it. <laughs> Just what I'm saying. All right, still give people an opportunity to call in if they want to. 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Uh, let's do our history, please. Let's go All right, today is uh, Monopoly Game Day. I like Monopoly. Did you good. play Monopoly? That's yep. good. Right? Do you ever play the fast version where you pass out all the properties ahead of time so you can I've speed it up? I play Monopoly only a few times, but yeah. I know it's still a good game. Still a good game. Uh, you can play it on the net or you can play it on your computer. It's, I like that. Uh, it's National Bird Day, and that doesn't have anything to do with your fingers. It's also Whipped Cream Day, which is great because I like whipped cream. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, 1914 on this day, Henry Ford was the first person to announce $5 minimum wage for anybody that worked for him. Wow. was that amazing? And that was in Detroit, wasn't it? Detroit, way back, though. You're talking, what is that, 109 years ago or 100? Yeah, in that ballpark, right? 100 and... 
Let's see. Now that's a hundred and yeah, nine years ago. Uh, 1959, and for those of us that remember this, I don't remember the initial show, but I sure remember the show. Bozo the Clown, live children's show aired for the first time uh, ever on television. And uh, that's where Bozo, that's where we got all those little, you know, statements about Bozo, so on and so forth. Now, here's another one. Uh, this one's a little closer to me. 1961, Mr. Ed. You ever heard of Mr. Ed? Do you know what Mr. Ed is? I don't think so. He's a talking horse. So they had a whole series, and he would talk to the guy. And how they made his lips move is they put peanut butter on his teeth, and he would go. <laughs> that's what that's what they did. All right, all right. And then finally, uh, 1972, NASA announced the development of the space shuttle. It just seems like it was like forever ago. It's just a long, long, long time ago. All right, last on the trivia, and then we'll move forward. In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants on the earth sell to Babylon? The answer is, by the way, in Revelation 18, if you want to get more specific. And this particular spice makes excellent toast. 972-445-0770. Also makes a good bagel, right? And then uh, two, uh, and also makes a good pretzel. Getting a bit hungry now. Yeah, now I'm hungry. 214-210-8483 is the text. David at he must increase.org is the email. So let's pick this up from where we were. This is about uh, picking it up, verse 21 in Acts chapter 11. says this, The power of the Lord was upon them. Large number of these Gentile Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw this proof of God's favor. And he was filled with joy. And he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith. And large numbers of people were brought to the Lord. This is a phenomenal leadership style. You know what you do sometimes when God is doing stuff? Nothing. He gets there. Now remember, the Gentiles are pouring into the kingdom. So the Jewish people are just now figuring out, oh, wait, this thing's bigger than us, right? They just kind of figured this out in like, you know, five, six verses ago. And so the Gentiles are just, the power of the Lord is upon them, and large numbers are getting saved, and they're turning to the Lord. I mean, this is classic text for revival. So they, so what the, the church at Jerusalem, which is kind of like the center of where everything is taking place, they send Barnabas. Remember, Barnabas means son of encouragement. And so they send him there because Barnabas is a great guy. In fact, verse 24 gives him some nice props. Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, strong in faith. I mean, that's nice props, right? But watch. He gets there. Now watch. And then he tells everybody, these are the programs everybody has to do. Everybody's got to go to Witnessing 101. Everybody's got to do the... No. No. He gets there and he sees that God is doing these great, great works. And you know what he does? Nothing. And the reason he does nothing is because he doesn't have to do anything. God is capable. I know it's difficult. and We do have a caller, and I'll get to them in a split second. I know it's it's difficult for us to believe that, that from time to time, God really just doesn't need our help. I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. And sometimes you just let the Lord 
just like go, yeah, whatever, man. That's awesome. Just and what was what was it? What was the leadership style that Bartimaeus used? He arrived. He saw this proof of God's favor. He was filled with joy, and he encouraged the believers to just stay true to the Lord. You know what he's saying? Keep going, keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. Whatever you're doing is working. Keep, keep going, going. I'm on your side. We love it. It's fantastic. It's awesome. You are terrific. Just keep doing this stuff, this kingdom stuff, because people are getting saved. What a great leadership style to just take his hands off. He didn't institute any programs. He didn't tell people he had to do this. He had to clean up. Can you imagine that? You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. He's just like, man, just keep going. I'm not touching this. He's like, this is God. I'm not touching this. That's a style. Is that always called for? No, but it is called for. Sometimes you do nothing. I know this is going to be super bizarre for people to hear, but and I've been in this situation, so I'm telling you by testimony from my own life. So there was a couple that was attending our uh, church in Flagstaff, and uh, it didn't take long for them to get in touch with uh, us and with people, and they started fellowshipping, and they were a couple, and they were living together. I'm just telling you what's going on. The young couple that are living together. They've been together for a while, and uh, they came and approached us and said, we believe the Lord wants us to get married because he doesn't want us to live the way that we're living. We want to make this public commitment. Do you know what, what led them to that decision? Nothing the church did. The church didn't do anything. We did nothing. We were aware of it. We talked about it. We did nothing about it because we didn't sense that it was time yet. It didn't seem like the right opportunity. And the Holy Spirit took over. That's a whole lot there, Dave. It's like, yeah, like, you know what's amazing? Holy Spirit's fantastic at doing stuff. Maybe we should just get out of the way sometimes. And they had a wedding, and it was great. That's it. You think, well, no, you should have thrown the book at them. I think God was throwing the book at them. I don't have to do it. What did I have to do? I'm not getting in the way. Who was I to argue? Just like Peter said, who was I to argue? What? I don't know. <laughs> See how important that is? All right. All right. Somebody uh, ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? Well, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. I wasn't feeling that good earlier in the week, but yesterday it got a little bit better, and today I'm like uh, almost at 95%. So I am yeah. doing better. The weather here is just crazy. It is a weird weather place. I think somebody said to me it is a bipolar. <laughs> there you go. That sounds pretty good. Now, I, 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 I thought I knew the answer because I just finished – uh, you know, I do the one-year Bible, and we just, you know, completed that here uh, about a week, a little over a week ago. But uh, I know the answer. All right, you ready then? In the book of Revelation, what spice did the merchants of the earth sell to Babylon? Cinnamon. That is correct, America! <laughs> That's why we went with that. It also makes great toast. I love cinnamon See, toast. Cinnamon toast is so good, isn't it? It's terrible. Yeah. It's awesome. Excellent yeah. job, bro. Excellent. I'm making I'm making a soup right now, and I'm hoping it'll be good. Well, I went to Chili's yesterday and had the most delicious soup. I don't know if, if cinnamon would go good in soup. That would be weird, huh? Well, actually, really? there are some that you, do, wow. you don't put on 
but there's a, a certain flavor that has to get. Yeah. So I, anyway, that's... anyway, I not put it in mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, brother. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. He's so much fun. All right. So that was good. And that was good. So we're just having one of those shows, right? Just like, I don't know. Just roll it. Just get out of the way, Dave. Okay. No Pretty problem. much. Uh, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. The David Spoon Experience. So in this position, I have the opportunity to interview people and have so for the last five years from all across the range of Christianity, uh, from, from authors and from actors and musicians, we are about to have an opportunity we've never had on this show. We actually have Lee Strobel on the phone with us. It was 19 years ago, I believe, this September 1st, where his book came out, The Case for Christ. If you're Jewish like I am and then became a Christian, that was when you went, oy vey. This book was a life changer for many, and now it's a movie. Lee, are you there on the phone with us? I am, David. How you doing, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thrilled to have you on the show. It's Thank my you. privilege. I'm just, I just, we got to start. I know they give you a list of questions just so you can know, Lee. I never use them. So, uh, good for you. <laughs> it's like, come on. I want to tell you, we're brothers here Absolutely. in the Lord. Talk to me. First of all, you wrote this book, The Case for Christ. Let's first talk about the writing of the book, and then we'll talk about that connection to the movie. Why did you write this book? Well, I didn't start out to to do that. I mean, um, I was an atheist. My wife became a Christian. So in order to try to rescue her from this Christian cult, I uh, decided to use my journalism training and legal training and uh, disprove Christianity to um, show that the resurrection never really happened. Uh, of course, I ended up coming to the opposite conclusion and ended up coming to faith. But I, I, I did this investigation for my own edification, for my own education, not because I wanted to write a book. And then it was actually later my wife said to me, hey, you ought to write a book about that. I said, really? And she said, sure. So uh, that's how the book came about. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM. Amen, 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last 
trivia question. You guys should know this, but that doesn't mean you will, but you should know this. Jesus was a high priest after the order of... Ah, 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 ah. There you go. Uh, 972-445-0770. Joanna Gordon. Got your, you got your pow-pow. Good job, girls. <laughs> 214-210-8483 on the text, david at he must increase.org. The question is, Jesus was the high priest after the order of? Okay. Uh, I could give you another television hint. Some of you guys would really appreciate this. Let's see. The show Alice, what was the name of the guy who owned the restaurant? <laughs> a good one that's a really good hint i want to see if anybody gets it from that so we had the show alice remember we had the waitresses what was the guy that was the cook that owned the restaurant <laughs> joy and pick that up right away uh if you think you know 972-445-0770 uh also 214-210-8483 as well you can send an email to david at he must increase dot org okay okay uh, tomorrow, let's see, we got uh, our show tomorrow. Everything should be fine. Everybody's going good. Keep praying for one another. Please keep praying for one another. That's what I would really ask you. This last part is a little tougher to teach, and I'm telling you that not uh, to to make an excuse. I'm telling you it's tougher because it's tougher. I'm telling you it's, it's harder because this portion is really dear to me, and I want to share it right. So this is Acts chapter 11, this is verse 25, and we're just going to do verse 25 and 26. Okay, so this is after Barnabas was like, oh, man, great job, you guys. Just keep going. Yeah, okay, that's fantastic, and I'm going to get out of the way, and here's his only comment. He says, stay true to the Lord. <laughs> it's like, keep going. Just keep stay on track. Don't don't let anybody derail you. Don't let anything derail you. Just keep going, keep going, okay? And then it says this. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to find Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching great numbers of people. It was there at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. So there's three comments I'm going to make. Number one, I've heard multiple, multiple teachers say, oh, they were called Christians, but it was in the negative. Nobody ever said the term Christian was a positive. Well, obviously, they never read First or Second Peter, where Peter calls Christians them Christians to the believers, and it is positive. So that's just silly, okay? Whether it was negative or positive wouldn't matter because at some point it became exceedingly positive, okay? So when they go through that whole thing, they called them uh, Christians, did Antioch, it was negative. Maybe, but it wasn't 10 years later, so who cares? So it doesn't. that doesn't mean anything. Here's what means something. Barnabas went to find Saul. That's what means something. So here's a guy, his leadership styles hands off. Okay. And he gets a compliment from Scripture. Remember, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit, and strong in faith. Well, it's just two verses ago. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to find Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching great numbers of people. Barnabas went after the un, unwantable, the unlovable, the unacceptable. 
Barnabas went after the trash. That's what he did. Saul was killing Christians. He had a conversion. His life changed, but nobody wanted to hang out with that guy. This whole teaching that I do on Barnabas, this is probably in the New Testament one of the bravest things that ever takes place. He goes and hunts down this horrible, horrible guy because he heard this guy had got touched with Jesus. He was not thinking, well, maybe he got touched, maybe he wasn't touched. He heard he got touched with Jesus. He knows Jesus, what Jesus can do. Barnabas is not an idiot. It's like, oh, this is okay. And you touch with Jesus, your life's different. And then he goes and he goes and kind of connects to him. This is what brings Paul, who's at this point Saul, this is what brings him into play. And it's like, you think about it, and just so you can know, because it shows you how family works and how things like this work. So remember Mark? Mark was with Paul and Barnabas, and then he abandoned them, and then Barnabas was like, well, I'm going to go after him. And saw, and Paul at that point is like, well, that's he's not right. I'm not going after him. But at the end of Paul's ministry and life, he's like, don't forget, don't forget, you know, Mark. You know, it's like, it's almost like he picks it up towards the end or something. I'm not sure exactly how that works out. But Barnabas goes after what is undesirable. I was just like, wow. First of all, it's brave. Because the guy was involved in, in, in the persecution and execution of Christians. Second of all, it's a great faith that God can change a life. That's what it, I mean, that's, you know how we pray for our kids? Some of us are praying for our kids and we're just like, oh, I just we just want them to recognize. And you, you know, many of you know what I'm talking about. We need to have this Barnabas-like faith that we never quit believing that God can reach in there and change the worst of them and bring them out. Now I got a couple I got, you know, three kids. One of them I just want to slap all the time. Okay? That's just just be honest. But I never stop praying that God reaches in and does what God does. And what God does when he gets a hold of a life that's in rebellion or in defiance is he changes them. And that's what Barnabas, he goes after Saul when he's still in that place. It's just like, yeah, it's funny because Christians, most Christians can't, you know, you know the the statement. I'm I'm sure you've heard this. So uh, Jesus says, go out into the highways and the byways, but most Christians can't get out of their driveways. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like, wow. But here, this guy is just like, okay, I'm going after this guy. Now, what that shows you is even if you're not the Barnabas guy, it shows you that God has people that do that. I mean, this is people that reach in ways you can reach. I'm not sure that Peter could have done this. I just think it had to be Barnabas. I just think that's kind of that's kind of the fingertip or the fingerprint thing or the eye scan thing. God need, God doesn't need. Let me rephrase that. God uses certain people for certain things for certain reasons that are other people would not fulfill the 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 bill for, so to speak. That's what he does. He sends this Barnabas goes after this guy. And, and and then and the end result of this is what I mean they're teaching people in great number I mean they're just for a full year great teaching people left and right 
and making such an impact. It's like, I love Barnabas. I love Barnabas. I will never be a Barnabas. He is so awesome. He is awesome. Goes after this wayward sheep. <laughs> and brings him. Brings him in. Brings him into the fellowship. Makes him acceptable. How acceptable does Paul come? Become, I don't know. He writes this huge chunk of the New Testament. Pretty, pretty good, actually. You know what's really funny about the other part of that? Mark writes another big chunk of the New Testament. All, all the wayward sheep are the writers, I guess. Wow, they, <laughs> That's just like, wow. The son of encouragement. Yeah, and it's just like, that is, okay, I want some of that one day. I want to be a Christian, too. I mean, I read that stuff and think that. I know that's not how it is, but okay. Uh, all right, let me finish on the trivia question. Jesus was a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, and Mel was the name of the cook in the show Alice when they had the three waitresses. That's why I went with that. <laughs> that's right. There's a there's a madness and a method. There's both madness and method. Eh, what are you going to do? All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.